This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bilz with the news, the headlines. Romanians are today celebrating the union of the historical provinces of Moldovia and Wallachia. Several high officials in Ukraine have today announced their resignations amid high-level corruption allegations during the war with Russia. And Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has told Sweden not to expect Turkey's support for its NATO membership bid. Romanians are today celebrating the union of the historical provinces of Moldavia and Wallachia, a political event which took place 164 years ago in 1859, under the leadership of ruler Alexandru Ioan Cuza. The move was the first step in the process of creating the Romanian modern state, process completed back in 1918. Military and religious services have been staged by the Ministry of National Defence, jointly with central and local authorities, at the monuments devoted to the Union of the Romanian Principalities. Wreath-laying ceremonies were held at the Monument of the Unknown Soldier. Present at the event, Romanian President Klaus Johannes says that the successes achieved back in 1859 are a lesson of responsibility for all those who are building the European modern and democratic Romania. He reiterated the appeal to use all the instruments available to complete all the reforms Romania needs and to eradicate the malfunctions which are still affecting this process. Thousands of people took to the streets of Yash in eastern Romania to participate in a series of events on this occasion. The country's Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca and the President of the Chamber of Deputies Marcel Ciolacu have also participated in these events. In his public address on this special occasion, Prime Minister Ciuca said that the roots of the European Romania can be found in the union completed 164 years ago, an authentic example of the unity of the Romanians, which paved the way for the emancipation and modernization of the state. In his opinion, the responsibility of the political class and the state institutions is to honor this act of uniting the Romanian nation. Religious services have been held in Orthodox churches across the country on this occasion. 
Several high officials in Ukraine have today announced their resignations amid high-level corruption allegations during the war with Russia, France Press reports. Deputy Defense Minister Vyacheslav Shapovalov and the deputy head of Ukraine's presidential office, Kirillo Timoshenko, are among the high officials to have stepped down. Deputy Prosecutor General Oleksiy Simonenko has also resigned amid allegations about a holiday he spent with his family in Spain after Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council had banned state officials from leaving the country during martial law. Amid all these allegations, which threatened to dampen the West's enthusiasm to help the government in Kyiv, President Zelensky has pledged to launch a staff shake-up in the central and local administrations, including at top level. Ukraine's endemic corruption has been overlooked since the beginning of the Russian invasion, but fighting the scourge is one of the key conditions for the country to join the European Union. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has told Sweden not to expect Turkey's support for its NATO membership bid after a copy of the Koran was burned in a Stockholm protest. Sweden's accession to NATO must be ratified by all the member states, but the tensions between Ankara and Stockholm have escalated in the past weeks. Sweden and Finland applied for NATO membership in May last year after Russia had invaded Ukraine. Turkey has accused Sweden of backing groups which are considered terrorist by the government in Ankara. Finland's foreign minister Pekka Haavisto has today said that Finland must consider joining NATO without Sweden. And now we end the news with a special announcement. On February 13th, we mark World Radio Day. This year's edition is themed Radio and Peace. War as an antonym to peace signifies an armed conflict between countries or groups within a country, but may also translate into a conflict of media narratives. The narrative can increase tensions or maintain conditions for peace in a given context. Since wars begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men that the defenses of peace must be constructed. On World Radio Day 2023, we invite you, dear friends, to send us short written or voice messages illustrating this theme radio and peace. We are looking forward to receiving your contributions at engl at rri.ro or on WhatsApp at 0040744312650. The most interesting of them will be included in special editions of our programs or will be posted on our social media. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Constantin Noica, one of the leading Romanian philosophers of the 20th century, was born in 1909 in Talorman County in the south of Romania and died on December 4, 1987 in Sibiu. He attended the School of Philosophy and Letters of the Bucharest University, where he graduated in 1931 with a paper on the German philosopher Immanuel Kant. He was drawn to the views of Romanian existentialism, whose main promoter was Nae Ionescu, 
one of Noika's professors. In the 1930s, Noika was close to the Criterion Philosophy Society. In 1940, after a one-year residency in France, he returned to Romania to present his PhD thesis in philosophy. That same year, he left for Berlin to work with the Romanian-German Institute and stayed there until 1944, when Romania left its alliance with Nazi Germany. During his stay in Germany, Neuka attended Martin Heidegger's philosophy seminar. After the war and after the communists seized power in Romania, in 1949 Noica was placed by the authorities of the time in a forced residence in Kumpulung Muschel. In 1958 he was arrested, prosecuted and sentenced to 25 years of forced labor together with the other participants in the informal meetings of the so-called Noica Pilat group. Released in 1964, he was employed by the Logic Center of the Romanian Academy in Bucharest. This is where he became friends with acclaimed Romanian intellectuals like the philosophers Gabriel Ligiano, Sorin Vieru, Andrei Pleșu, Andrei Corne. In 1975, he moved to Poltinish, a mountain resort 15 kilometers from the city of Sibiu, where he received the visits of those seeking answers to the philosophical questions of the time. Noika's work comprises 32 volumes of philosophy, literary and art criticism, journalism articles, of which 20 volumes published during his lifetime and 12 after his death. The philosopher and essayist Andrei Pleshu was one of Noika's disciples. Pleshu made it quite clear that he owes his intellectual growth to the jailbirds, as the Romanian intellectual elite sent to prison by the communists were dubbed. One of the jailbirds was Constantin Noica. Andrei Pleșu. Am avut norocul să mă formez în preajma câtorva pușcăriași. I was lucky to get my training next to a number of jailbirds. They were decisively helpful to me. They shaped me, they made me rebuild an intellectual continuity with the previous generations, and this was tremendously important for the young man that I was. I was lucky to meet early on Alexandru Paleologu, Sergio Al George, Remus Nicolescu, Todor Enescu, Ida Serbu even, although not in his capacity as a teacher. As a student, I was colleagues with a gentleman ten years my senior, who had graduated from the Theology Institute, had also served some time in prison, and now he was an art history freshman. His name was Marin Tarangul, and I had a lot of respect for him, because he was a gentleman and he had an extraordinary library for those times. One day he came to me and said, listen, there is someone writing for Romania Literare now, you certainly didn't hear about it, his name is Constantin Noica. Read him, Marin said, to see what the true language of philosophy sounds like. For Andrei Pleșu, meeting Noica's philosophy and then meeting Noica himself meant the opening of a new existential and cultural horizon. Andrei Pleșu again. I'm cheated. I'm first marked. Era cu totul al sunet decât știam eu până atunci. 
I read it and I was in awe. It was a completely different sound from what I had heard before. It so happened that I was studying English with a lady, Mary Polychroniade, the widow of a right-wing professor who had died in prison, but whose second husband had served time in prison with Mr. Noika. And this is how I was able to get to Mr. Noika. He was living in Bergen in a two-room flat in a new apartment building. He was quite properly dressed. I remember I was surprised with his elegance. After talking with him, together with Marin, he offered us ten ancient Greek lessons. And he was also the one who told me, if you want to take up philosophy, you absolutely need German, so start learning the language. And he gave me three books to read. Constantin Noica remains a great name in Romanian 20th century philosophy, not only thanks to his scholarly works and translations from ancient Greek philosophers, but also as a model of professionalism and academic integrity. And that was The History Show. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to Dora Gaitanovic with her latest folklore-inspired song called Moldovano. Adevărul n-am sperat N-am întârziat deloc Dar pentru primăvară nu, nu e loc mm-hmm. Am vrut să întreb pe cineva Dar nimeni nu știe unde-i primăvara mea Oricare ușă mi s-a închis Și în loc de flori firesc Pretutimențiguri cresc Lacrăt încuiat Peste mine a aruncat Vreau cheia înapoi din noroi
listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania. Hello and welcome to Inside Romania. The three women we are talking about today thought they would be tackling the phenomenon of burnout in their own original way, seeking alternative solutions, though not necessarily solving the problem completely. They live at the same pace as the rest of us and experience life with the same challenges where they added in some additional sensibilities. The result were some art residencies, some performances, and many continuing experiences. Choreographer Andrea Novak was the originator of the art project called Burnout and told us the details. Burnout-ul a plecat dintr-o necesitate sau dintr-o realitate The burnout project was born out of necessity or a different reality that I was facing last year. This came after a few years when I had burned quite enough. Last year I was at a point where even though I had to go on one way or another doing what I was doing, I felt that I had depleted myself and I had hit a dead end. So I wrote this burnout project. One more major thing that I was hearing the same time from people in more or less the same circles, especially in my profession, was this. Every time I asked them how they were, they told me they were exhausted, that they had no energy left. So I conceived this project, which I submitted to the National Cultural Fund Administration. It wants some financing, and I really wanted to look at burnout from several perspectives, not just as an artist. I wanted to understand burnout in a larger social context, why it emerges, or why we can't get rest, for instance, or can't afford to do so. I wanted to understand the effects of burnout on me. I am talking about the psychological effects. I wanted to know what it does to me physically as well, because burnout affects both the mind and the body. The body undergoes transformations too. This is how it all started actually. This idea ended up going in three directions because we ended up with three artists getting involved. We then spoke to Alina Ushurelu, visual artist and performer, who told us about her experience as part of the project. Projectul Burnout a fost inițiat de coregrafa Andrea Novak. The Burnout Project was initiated by choreographer Andrea Novak, who called me and Irina Marinescu over to collaborate with one researcher or expert each in terms of tackling the burnout phenomenon from different perspectives. Each one of us had a residency in a given city in Romania, 
for me it was Cluj. I did research into burnout of the transit house in Cluj together with Roxana, a physician, and we tried to look at this phenomenon from the perspective of three years of pandemic and war. This very strong flow of information affected us emotionally and got us to a point of information overload in spite of ourselves. For me, it was an experience that made me realize as a culture operator and as an artist that I get involved into too many things at once without realizing burning myself out. So it was a very important experience for me in order to auto-regulate in this context. Our society imposes on us a lot of rules and we are not able to select the ones we want. We also lack the capacity to discern whether a role comes from the outside or if we can live up to them. For me, the project is one I would love carrying forward. I had already had the experience of spaces outside of the city of Cluj. I presented this as a choreography center in Bucharest and the uh, Super Infinity in a window gallery, which was a very interesting experience. My intention is to take this project to many other places to challenge myself and the public. We then talked to Irina Marinescu, choreographer and performer. Pentru mine a fost uh, un proiect foarte, foarte revelator, ca să zic așa, și For me, it was a deeply revealing project which allowed me several further directions to work with. This work is also personal because I don't want to be in burnout anymore because the three of us started this project from an honest desire to look at something that affects us all the time and doesn't always affect us. This is very relevant for many people in many areas of activity. For me, it was a personal remedy on top of everything. It is something that I'm still working on. Last year, after the residency, I was left with two research directions. Uh, I do dance workshops to recover from exhaustion. I also take information I have to improve the dance therapy I do. I want to take the performance as a work in progress I did last year and dedicate some time to carry them to more places. You have been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome to Cultural Event. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Near the northeastern border of Romania, in the beautiful city of Yash, a place full of history and culture, a week of music, events and classicism in a contemporary guise will take place at the end of February, Classic Festival. Classics is the first independent classical music festival in Yash, now in its fourth edition, bringing together national and international artists, classical music lovers, students and pupils, professionals and artists. We spoke to Patricia Butucelli, co-founder and director of the Classics Festival. 
Începând cu data de 26 februarie, timp de o săptămână până pe 4 martie, Starting on February 26th, for one week, Yash will host numerous activities, events, concerts, exhibitions and surprises that we are preparing for the general public. We are happy that this year we continue the tradition of the Classics in Art project, part of the big festival, a project that supports young musicians and independent artists that we started in 2021 and which has grown by the year. Last year we also introduced the series Master Classes, through which this year we will offer 63 sessions for eight different specializations, supported by 15 professional musicians, and which will facilitate the improvement of pupils, students and graduates of high schools and universities with a musical profile from all over the country. This year's edition will come with a test of maturity for Classics Festival, as this event was born in 2020, just before the start of the pandemic. And despite the context and the restrictions in force, the festival has grown by the year, developing along new directions and new adjacent projects. So we are happy and excited for the coming month of February, because we will be back with our partners, our dear audience, the guest artists, the experts we will have at the festival. And we are very confident that the classic contemporary adventure of this year will surely remain in everyone's memory. Pianist Dragos Kanta, co-founder and artistic director of Classics Festival, told us a few things about the participating artists and the concerts included in the program. It's quite difficult for me to focus on just some artists, as we will have artists from all over the world at this edition of Classics 2023. We are talking about countries like Spain, the United States, Colombia, South Korea, Switzerland, the United Kingdom. If I had to stop, maybe I could stop at South Korea, because we have no less than three artists from there. One of them is the violinist Hyeyun Park. She's the youngest winner of the art competition in Munich and will open this fourth edition of the Classic Festival on February 26th at the Roman Catholic Cathedral in Yash. In the concert, Natura Viva, accompanied by the Moldovan State Philharmonic from Yash and conducted by the Romanian-American Vlad Viziranu, in a very suggestive program on the border between nature and spirituality with Vivaldi and Ralph von Williams. Another important thing to mention is the presence of the Esbjerg Ensemble, for the first time in Romania, the oldest chamber ensemble in Denmark, today consisting of 10 musicians who approach a repertoire suitable for the public in life with film literature. That was cultural event. Time now for another music break. I invite you to listen to Andra with a song entitled It Will Be Okay.
Next in this broadcast, listen to your music, I'm Vlad Palcu. On January 15th, Adrian Barar, one of the leaders and icons of the legendary rock band Cargo, founded in Timisoara, would have turned 63 had he not passed away in 2021. His name is tied to the band into which he poured his entire passion and energy. Today's homage to him starts with perhaps one of the best-known songs in the band's repertoire, Day of the Witch.
Going back in time, the band Cargo was founded in 1985 in Timisoara. Back then, the band comprised guitarists Adrian Barar and Adrian Popescu, vocalist Ovidiu Ionku Kempes, keyboard player Dinel Tola, bass player Raul Rudnik, and drummer Octavian Pilan. Next, we've picked for you the song called Two Friends. <laughs> If Only the Rain Stopped is the name of this next song we will play for you to conclude today's Your Music. Performing is the band Cargo. Like a pledge, who 
Living Romania You are listening to Radio Romania International Next in the program New names on the cover Welcome to a new edition in our new names on the cover series I'm your host, Eugen Nasta. There once was a time when history, philosophy and linguistics used to be part of the common core of spirituality, of the study targeting the origins and the development of humankind. Ever since the mid-18th century, the progress that has been made in terms of research and conceptual outline is tremendous, so much so that today's language and culture informs us on past history. These days we call such an approach an interdisciplinary one. 
trendy as it may seem, this approach places the researcher on a razor's edge. You need to be extremely careful not to make blunders, not to mistake one aspect for the other, and such like. Romanian linguists of the past two decades have decided to apply theory to past reality, be it cultural or historical, tracing the origins of a certain expression of this and that collocation can be a daunting, strenuous, and sometimes hopeless job. Thank God the language we speak, the language we were born in, is so very rich and generous in terms of phrases and collocations that survived the 18th century, for instance. The other day I had the privilege to approach a linguist and a writer who is so very keen on outlining images of the life as it was in the past, listing and analyzing expressions in Romanian. Liviu Groza is a professor with the Contemporary Romanian Language Department as part of the University of Bucharest's Faculty of Letters. His most recent volume, brought out by the Vrema Publishers in late 2022, is entitled From the Time of Pazvante, Images of Past Life in Romanian Phrases. Extremely culturally bound as it may be, the book is a fascinating proof of the fact that history and culture intertwine. Sometimes a collocation or a character may speak volumes of a certain period in history more than an academic book, replete of views, dates, names and such like. You are listening to Radio Romania International. You with new names on the cover on Radio Romania International. I'm your host, Eugen Nastam. For instance, from the second half of the 18th century, we have the jocular phrase still used in colloquial Romanian, de pe vremea lui Pazvante Chiorul, from the time of one-eyed Pazvante. But who was Pazvante? An Ottoman chieftain, Pazvante was wounded in a fight by Yangujianu, legendary outlaw of the late 18th century, originating from southern Romania's Oltenia Principality. Pazvante lost one eye in the battle. To this day, the aforementioned phrase does not refer to the mischief and destruction perpetrated by Pazvante and his Turkish soldiers. It mainly speaks about outmoded, obsolete items, objects of the days of yore, that have faithfully lost their luster, being more often than not subject to ridicule. So it's all about words and their stories. For our English-speaking listeners from around the world, I first asked Dr. Livio Groza to outline how exactly words and collocations can mirror episodes of the times past. Sometimes the reality we live in changes, but the speaker continues to use a series of words and idioms related to this reality, sometimes long gone. For example, the noun para, an old silver coin, has been out of circulation for a long time, but we continue to say even today to have no para, to have not a penny. The expression has remained in use because it has a special affective expressive nuance. In terms of research methodology, I also wanted to find out from Dr. Livio Groza what the steps were 
that he took in selecting those collocations that can reflect aspects of Romanian life of the past centuries. Here is Dr. Liviu Groza once again. First of all, I had in mind the principle of language attestation. An expression was discussed only if it was recorded by an important etymological dictionary of Romanian language. Then I have grouped the expression according to certain themes. The way the Romanians defended themselves from their enemies, how they received the Bible, what units of measurement and what coins they used was, how they kept up with the technical progress, what form of hospitality they practice. Again, for our English-speaking listeners from around the world, I asked Dr. Liviu Groza to outline the story of Pazvante, a character who became very popular, but who is so very culturally bound when we have to explain him to foreign people. Proper names, accompanied by nicknames such as blind, dumb, deaf, crazy, are particularly suggestive and bring a touch of familiar sympathy. Even the respective character has committed reprehensible acts, which the collective memory has forgotten over time, such as this is the case of Pazvante, who attacked the city of Kreva several times, causing significant destruction. One of the most delicate issues, and a complex one at that, is being able to explain and even cope with how the others perceive you. I also wanted to find out from Dr. Livio Groza why it was still important to pay heed to how other people from other cultures view the Romanians. The way we are seen by foreigners can help us correct some undesirable aspects as a people, but also highlight what we have valuable. Dimitri Cantemir in Descriptio Moldavie said that the love we have for our homeland prompt us, on the hand, to praise the nation from which we were born and to portray the inhabitant of country which we come, and on the other hand, the love of truth prevent us, to the same extent, to praise what we would according to justice be condemned. Cantemir's statements are a plea for objectivity. That was Professor Liviu Groza, whose most recent volume, brought out by the Vrema Publishers in Bucharest in late 2022, is entitled From the Time of Pazvante, Images of Past Life in Romanian Phrases. I am Eugen Nasta for Radio Romania International in Bucharest. But before you go, you're invited to listen to a very special treat performed by Tudor Gheorghe. Sufletele foștilor zidat Și-au luat mistriile în cer Și-au zidit o moarele din somn Pentru cei de acasă plerminat Sufletele foștilor zidat Au luat mistriile în cer Și-au zidit o moarte din somn Pentru cei de acasă Ninge brusc 
Sara unde s-au născut, a cine și tot trimite lui. Vor să-și facă poate case noi, din bănuții câștigați ce. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features the late vocalist Filoftea Lăcătușu, who unfortunately died at the age of only 29 in the terrible earthquake that hit Romania in March 1977. She had started singing at a tender age and collected lots of beautiful tunes from her native region of Vulcea in the south of the country. So to end today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, we invite you to listen to Filoftea Lăcătușu performing a song titled I've Cried Missing You. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. 
You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17800 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>